this is episode 329 on February 13th, 2020. Set your photo apps down, iPhone photographers. It's time for Tiny Shutter Podcast. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Tiny Shutter Podcast, where we talk about iPhone photography and other things. I'm Joseph Ferreira. I'm Dave Podner. I'm Greg McMillan. And Matt is not here. He's on whatever assignment he has placed himself on. So, unfortunately, we don't have Matt, but well, welcome back, guys. How are you guys doing? Very well, thank you. Yeah, we 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 in Pittsburgh survive winter 2020, Woo-hoo. also known as uh, last Friday morning. Last Friday morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had yeah we had some crazy weather going on here. A little bit of snow, a little bit of tornadoes, that good kind of mix. Um, you can keep but, it down there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad we are back, and uh, I wanted to mention that I have done a little bit something different here with my audio. I improved the uh, program that I was using. I noticed that last episode, the I was not happy with the quality of the audio that I was producing. So I thought I had to get a new microphone. Ended up, I just upgraded my equipment, my, not my equipment, my software, and uh, got some extra features. And now the guys can actually hear my uh soundboard so that's an yeah it was that was weird in the intro that was weird i I forgot about that yeah i was like wait a minute i hear things yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah now we know when to talk (laughs) yeah right so yeah needless to say i got that fixed and uh yeah it's hard because you know when you want to create something with good audio when you have a um you know a sort of an expectation of what you're supposed to do but it doesn't work it's very frustrating uh but uh so now I, it works and you know we'll see how it goes but I, I so far i like the setup and you know i still have all the same equipment didn't have to buy anything new so i'm glad for that all right well, yeah that's a good thing yeah, so let's do this. Um, let's go ahead and move into a little bit of, uh, actually, I was going to say news, but I'm going to do, how about the app jingle? It's that simple to put the app right on the phone. Nah, help. That's right. All right, uh, let's see here. Uh, pull up my notes. Um Greg, you have yes, sir. You have an app that uh, had an update. Yes, um, Darkroom, which is a, a very um, a very nice editing app on the uh, iPhone and iPad, uh, went through an update, and I'm losing my notes here on it. Um, there it is. So Darkroom, uh, they're their design of like the design of their app and everything is all very very well done, and they um they have been uh, I don't want to say in cahoots but um they've had a very 
nice relationship with the guys at Halide to the point where in Halide, there's an icon where you can jump right over to Darkroom if you have it on your iPhone and vice versa. So in Darkroom, there's a Halide icon where you can go from the editing app and jump right over to the camera app. So, um, you know, and, and both apps are designed very, very well. They 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 look like they they almost look like they belong with each other. So it, it's a very good um, it's a very good marriage. But so Darkroom has been um, has been around since uh, I want to say uh, well about five years I guess uh, according to this article. Um, the article is on Medium.com. Uh, so they they're they're committed to keeping things going with this app. Um, they've put out in three years, they put out 51 updates. And out of those 51 updates, uh, there's been 19 major releases. So a major release is when there's like a new uh, a new feature added. So uh, I'll go way back to 2017, where in September they released version 3.0. And that's when they introduced raw perspective and batch processing. And then 3.1 in October of that year uh, was a, an update to be compatible with iOS 11. And then 3.2 in November, uh, update uh, the update was compatible with the iPhone 10 and the, the wide the wide gamut color profile that that phone had. So you know that whatever whatever technology is changing. In, in the iPhones, they're doing whatever they need to do to keep up to it. So they'll uh, uh, they'll release an update that will be um, you know compatible with whatever new device comes out. Uh, I'm trying to see if there was something new for say the iPhone 10s. I don't really see anything, but they're you know they're they're very committed to keeping everybody happy and putting out these updates and working on this app you know, on a very steady basis. So what they've done is they've gone to the dreaded subscription model. And if you have purchased it and did any in-app purchases uh, before this, then you're grandfathered in with everything. So I've done that. Um, you know, I did, I did all the in-app purchasing where they got filters and, you know, things like that. So I've got access to everything already. If you haven't um, done that, or if like for new users, it's three dollars and ninety nine cents U.S. per month for the subscription, or nineteen ninety nine for the year. But if you want to commit yourself to this app and make a one time purchase and never have to worry about it again, it's fifty dollars. Wow! So that's like a that'd be like a lifetime subscription. Yeah. Uh, so, what have they done that's new? Uh, now, this is version 4.4 they're up to now. So, it's obviously, you know, point, point 0.2, point 0.3, things like that. Those are all, um, uh, what, what do you call them, um, major updates, I guess you could say, or like major release. It's a major release. So what they've done is they've added the ability to put a watermark on your image and you can use just a word, like you could just say you put your name on or whatever, 
and or you can make it an image. Now, I haven't played around with the image part of it yet, but it looks like if you have a logo that you use for your photography, you can put that as a watermark on your photo. And something else they've done is you can uh, pick the image from the Photos app or from files. So it, it has access to the Files app on, on iCloud. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And one other thing that I'm seeing that's new is the, the app icon. You can uh, select one of, looks like, 10 different um, uh, versions of their app icon. Uh, they range from, you know, the dark mode, light mode, typical uh, icon that they have now. But you can use one that's called Aberration, which is kind of 3D-ish looking. You know, it's got the this it's black icon and then red off to one side or pink or whatever, and then blue off to the other side. Kind of cool looking. Um, they have the, the version 3.0 icon, which is like neon lights. Their logo is in neon lights or whatever with a black background. So, you know, <clears throat> they've done some some pretty cool stuff and they are going to keep working on this thing and i'm i'm uh, uh i'm curious to see where it goes from here you know if they if they get uh, a good hearty lot of people like they've been able to do this this much development over the years because of the success of the people that have bought the app in the first place i don't know if there was ever a free version of darkroom um, I couldn't tell you because I've had it since almost since it came out. So that's quite a while ago, but, um, uh, you know, you know, they, if, if they can get enough subscribers to keep them, you know, keep the food on the table, keep the lights on and, and keep their computers updated, then I'm sure they'll, they'll, uh, keep carrying this on, uh, the best they can. I find it interesting, though, you know, with First Light from Filmic Pro, it went on a subscription basis that lasted maybe a month or two, and then all of a sudden they changed it to uh, a purchase thing. So, and that was based True. on feedback from the users, right? People, a lot of people were upset over that. So, I'll be curious to see too how this plays out with Darkroom, whether they're going to stick with the um, subscription model or if they'll go back to a a purchase plan. Yeah, I don't know what um you know how they come to the decision between a purchase plan or a subscription model. I know everything and I, I if you go back to Lightroom and the Adobe Creative Cloud, you know, mm -hmm. I going from purchasing a $600 software package to the monthly uh, subscription package was a smart move but when you go from stuff that was maybe five dollars at the most or 99 cents to free and then you start moving into a subs subscription package it for some reason it just has to really wow me enough to want yeah. to do it um and, but i know that that's sort of the model that is that has been uh prevalent with apps and i don't blame them i i i would want to have a subscription something to be able to sell to somebody and say here's a subscription model because that's reoccurring income um mm -hmm. the the problem is is that 
I hardly ever use any of the apps that would require me to have a subscription. <laughs> um, unfortunately, and yeah, I I don't know. I just I I have a hard time jumping on the subscription model, especially if I'm not using an app. Right. Yeah, I, and what I think these developers should consider is a subscription model for a set time. Then after that time is up, you own it. Sure. I think like a rent to own, like a rent to own type of thing, mm. you know, support them for say two, three years, whatever. And then, but after you've paid for a monthly subscription for that long, then bang, you own it. You now, you now own the app and, and you get everything with it. You know, yeah, that, that I, you're committing to yeah. helping them build the app and, and, and improve on it and everything else for a, a select term. And then then you own it. I, I think that would be a game changer for the subscription model for any app. Yeah, because then, then you run like into when you, the... When you, uh, <clears throat> Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say when you when you subscribe to Photoshop CC or Adobe, you know whatever that is, uh, if you stop paying for it, you lose it. Right. You lose it all. Right. And, and you've got nothing to show for it, right? Well. Whereas if you. Yeah. It's well, it's you know, more of a your, your it's more of a is, is, yeah it's more of a um, you know with with the Creative Cloud companies were paying a lot of money to have certain numbers of um, <laughs> licenses. And so, right. you know, they were able to, you know, let you, instead of buying the suite and having that and then have a new suite come out maybe a year or two later. And, you know, they said, just, you know, have be able to have the option of paying the monthly subscription that way as the new features as the new software comes up you're not repurchasing that product so but i understand what you're saying with with the uh, rent to own but what happens if a new you know if they revamp the app and or all of a sudden ios or the android operating system uh requires a major update for the apps you know does you know are they you know would it be clear to say okay um this has gone far past what you purchased now you have to repurchase it i don't see a problem with that um but you know i if you you know if you look at it from the creative cc uh aspect the the creative cc or the um you know adobe cc whatever it is called was a huge um, programming system that companies were plunking down hundreds, if not thousands of dollars for their employees to be able to use. Um, and, and, but I don't see that necessarily with uh, iPhone users or the casual you know, the iPhone photographer. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the yeah. problem I see uh, from a business standpoint, not a user standpoint, but more on the business standpoint is, let's say you do a two-year rent-to-own. Most places you have that initial, we release something, there's a spike. Well, after two years, your income goes down significantly then. 
you know, because then all of a sudden, two years later, your initial spike that were yeah. Yeah, you you hit a saturation. You're not you're you would you're not going to have a steady growth. And after two years, you're going to have to come out with version two and say, oh, by the way, uh, and unlike like I said, unlike Creative Cloud, well, and also the difference is like, well, I I never bought Adobe, but um, it, it was expensive enough where people were skipping two generations. Sure. You know, it's like, oh, Adobe five, Adobe six is out, but I have Adobe three because it works good enough, right? And I don't want to have to relearn everything. So Adobe was missing out big time on money that way. And I, and honestly, my my job recently in being a publisher, we're trying and successfully and, and making good reasons to going from a you purchase our product, you buy our product, you have our product to you subscribe to this service where you have access yeah. as long as you have these subscription to this particular standard or this 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 set of technical papers online. Right. right. Versus we actually had a service where um, this subset of standards, if any updated ones every month, we would print out – in fact, we still have it – print out, mail out a hard copy – so an engineering company could receive their hard copy, go to their three-ring binder, replace the old version with the new version so they can have this, these massive three-ring binders, and just every month pay someone to say, here, go and do that. Right. Even though we do have a, hey, if you subscribe, you can do this online. You can have multiple people view it. You can do this. We have this other things. You can do markups. You can do comparisons between models. I mean, not models, but between versions. And people are like, uh, no, I'd rather just have the hard copy. <laughs> but right. it's the same thing with, like I said, with the software. Now, some of these things, maybe, look, yeah, I, one of the reasons I think Adobe gets, I don't want to say gets away with it, but they people are not complaining overly. It's not the individual putting it out. Right. Or if it is an individual, it's, oh, I need Photoshop for my business. Right. You know, so it's a business expense. It isn't, I want to do this so I can make nice photos or I want to improve my photos that I'm posting. I'm like, I'm willing to, from the, it depends also, I know from, trust me, I, I trust their business sense more than I do mine. So they have to do a thing of, well, if we price it out at, you know, $20 a year versus a buck a month. How many more people will we get at a buck a month? Is that enough to make up for the lower amount per month? Are we short-serving ourselves? How, what kind of, you know, you know how, how elastic is our demand? But some things like, you know, like, like dark rooms, it's – I can see people who are using the iPad and iPhones to do editing, serious editing. Mm-hmm. Not portrait snapshots, or oh, here's something neat I sound, or you know, the more casual person plunking out that much money. But I also think it's the same way with the um, the Enlight Quick Shot, where it's pretty close to the same price as what they're asking for. And I think companies have to be careful that, first of all, they're I mean, it better product, but they're coming against companies which are also putting out like 
snap she- snap seed, which isn't as you know no, you don't get as much power, but it's free. Um, it's put out by Google. Yeah, which Google can afford to give away stuff for free because you're the product. Yeah, but but also it's like, well, I have this product and this product and this product and these three products are all subscriptions. So they're let's say they're all three dollars a month, which is okay. That's not too bad. But then all of a sudden it's ten dollars a month. Speaking you know, of, it's the same problem yeah. like Netflix and then Disney Plus and Hulu and um, you know CBS All Access. They're not too bad at five dollars, six dollars, whatever per month. But all of a sudden you have six up. subscriptions yeah. at thirty dollars total. But that's when you get together with a bunch of buddies and you say, "Okay, you get this one, <laughs> you get this one, I'll get this one," and you mm-hmm. share the passwords. <laughs> <laughs> in no way does uh, in no way does uh, Tiny Shutter. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Endorse this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, okay. So send Mark all the emails. That's right. Yeah, send it to tinyshutter at gmail dot com. Um, <laughs> um, but you know, so going back to the to the Snapseed Google thing, I it used to be that I think these companies would create a product in order that a larger company would come and purchase, just sort of like Instagram had with Facebook, Snapseed had with Google. Um, because Snapseed, was was that through SmugMug? Was that a SmugMug product? Uh, no, not SmugMug. Um, no. Oh, shoot. I can't remember. But, you know, there were there were apps that were being bought up and you know that was a that was a windfall for the most part for the developer um they may or may not be incorporated into the company that was purchasing it but it was sort of a way for the venture capitalists to say okay if we put our money into this and keep it afloat for a while it looks like a good product maybe it will get purchased by x company and then we'll be able to you know make make some money off of uh the uh whatever we put in there uh based on the shares uh i think i haven't heard of very many of these apps being bought up like that anymore and maybe they figured out that that's not a really good business plan so they're now moving to subscription based because you know before when you're putting out a free uh free free product i mean how how do you make money and most likely that money is being made on selling the information that they're collecting. Um, so you, you you have to look, okay, is free good? I don't know if free is good if they're selling my information, but you can't eat off of free. So, you know, where, where do they go and how do they do it? Very few, it's a labor of love. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what, uh, I don't know if I'll if I'll get into the subscription model. The only subscription I have right now is Pandora, and mm-hmm. I use that all the time. You know these yeah. these uh, apps. You know the editing apps. If if I'm going to use it all the time, then I'll subscribe. But for the most part, the only one that I use all the time is Snapseed, and I've been doing it ever since I purchased it for four ninety nine. 
It was Nick Software that had it. Yeah, originally. that's right. Nick Software. And Google bought Nick. That's right. Yeah. Well, and that's why I like uh, Lumabee because it is free. It was it was a paid app when I bought it, but it is now free. Um, there's an in-app purchase for filters and stuff, but uh, but it, it it's a very very good little editor, and it's my go-to. I, I use it all the time. Yeah, Darkroom's nice, and I'll play around with it once in a while. But and I've tried editing the same raw image in Darkroom. And then over in in Lumabee, and I'm I'm always happier with the Lumabee edit. So, but then you know it, it's subjective, of course. But uh, but yeah, I, I, I that's that's my, my go to for sure. Well, cool. Well, we'll keep an eye on Darkroom and uh, and see how they do, and all these other apps too that are doing the subscription based model. You know, I'm curious to see if if they continue. Or if they end up changing their model, like, uh, what was that other one you said? Oh, uh, First Light. Yes. So, all right, let's go ahead and uh, let's move on to uh, something that I'll bring up. And I'll use this uh, jingle for it. You got yourself here. Barely. All right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we could hear that. Yeah. so my wife uh, told me, oh, did you see the uh, the pet selfie stick or you know something like that? I'm like, no. She goes, what? I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't pay attention to everything that comes out, especially if it's ridiculous. But um, I'll go ahead and mention it. Amazon. <laughs> apparently, this was a. Oh shoot! What is the name of that show where they do stuff? Um, Shark Tank. Shark Tank. Yeah. So. Oh, right. It, it yeah. was a Shark Tank product. It's on Amazon, and basically what it is is they they have a ball that you play with your pet, and they have this little coupler thing to be able to hold the ball and then place it on your phone, and now you have a selfie stick or uh a way for your animal to be able to pay attention to your phone while you're taking a picture with them (laughs) oh my this is where humanity is gone (laughs) yeah but actually in all honesty it's not bad because we talk about pet photography we talk about uh child photography we we talk about different types of photography and if you are able to find something to help you get those images why not you know with kids you know a lot of times it was like watch the birdie or get a little puppet stick behind the camera that way it looks and it's like oh yeah i need to be looking in that direction well same thing goes with pets so as much as i tease and joke around about it it's actually not a bad idea especially if you are a pet photographer so i would look into it what are you guys thoughts on it since uh, i think uh, let's start with you dave since you have pets um well he's more than i do <laughs> yeah 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 i'm looking at the the videos they're trying to sell it with yeah um these are well well-trained dogs yes. that would probably look at i mean every time i've tried to do photos of our dogs 
like selfies or just regular photos as in look at me as I hold the thing. They run right towards me and all they see is blur and then a nose. Yes. They and go straight for the camera. Seemed, I think it'd be the, yeah. I mean, if you have a, if you have a trained dog that's a, you can say sit and the dog will sit and just look at you and look at your finger. That will look great. But a dog not going to look, I mean, it's basically, it's a, it's a holder for a ball, for a tennis ball. Right. On top of your camera. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, like the one guy said, "Oh, look at the ball," and he puts the ball on the thing, and the dog then sits. And I'm thinking, <laughs> not our dogs. No, our dogs. You would say, "Look at the ball," and they would go, "Ball, boink." Yeah, nose first. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no. I, I, I like I said, someone obviously gave them a significant amount of money because of the. It's not cheap to bring stuff to product. The, the you know. Even something that is on Amazon right now for it's on sale. Yeah, um, ten bucks for ten dollars. Yeah, um, but yeah, I no, <laughs> 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 no. Um, yeah, honestly, if you're well, wait a minute. Now, what's what's even crazier if you scroll down that page? Yes. If you're on that page. You scroll down. You got the Wolfie for seven dollars where it clips on the phone and holds a bone yeah. <laughs> those nylon bones on top i like it and don't buy a knockoff <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i no don't spend 10 oh there's even worse and cheaper stuff if you keep scrolling down there's a cat selfie the cat's not going to sit for the selfie. Yeah. I've tried. They, they look at you. They look at the camera. They, no, it, no. Uh, I mean, if you have a well, look, I will fully admit our cats and dogs are full of love, but they're not well trained. <laughs> um, we're just bad parents that way, but they're full of love. We treat them well. They're just, you know. The, the, the idea of sit and stay just doesn't work well. Yeah. Um, because they own you. Oh, yeah, oh, big time, please, yes. I, I, I do not deny that. Um, but if you're going to spend $10 on your animal, give them, some, give, them a bag of, give them a few bags of treats, maybe a nice chew toy. You know, they'll be happier. You'll be happier. There'll be less stress. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Greg? Well, I see where they're going with this. Um, I mean, the, the, the pictures that they have in the uh, – um, in the post there, all these dogs are panting. So they're probably just, they've probably been playing with the ball for half an hour and they're just waiting for it to be thrown again. And then now they're sticking it in this thing on the phone to take their picture. And they're just thinking, okay, come on, come on, let's go. Hurry up. Come on, throw the ball, throw the ball. Um, we have two dogs. Uh, they're both some kind of small dogs. Well, one's a little wee Yorkie. And I mean, if if I if I put this thing on my phone, they would look at me like, I can't eat this. <laughs> you know, what are you doing? Um, if it was a, a a Timbit, which is for for the listeners who don't know what the, a Timbit is, a, Tim Hortons Donuts is the most famous um, donut shop in Canada. I mean, it's 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 iconic Canadian, and they have Timbit, which is basically you know a little 
ball of dough. Like it's like the, the center of the donut. You know, instead of throwing it away, they make these little balls out of, of, of dough out of it, and, and it's called a Timbit. Right. And our dogs just absolutely love them. And it's just a piece of donut, right? Yeah. But they just love them. So if I bring one home, and if if it's in my pocket, they can smell it. <laughs> and they know that I'm not going to be able to do anything until I give them some of this Timbit. So uh, if this thing could hold a piece of donut or a piece of food, it would work with my dogs. But as it is with the, with the ball, they would look at it and go, meh. <laughs> well you know though Greg uh, it looks like it could hold it could hold one though but, but like I said and I know there, there are probably people I don't want to say screaming but talking to their their, their iPhone or whatever they're listening on uh, donut hole yep the Timbit's yeah. basically a donut hole yeah. which I know yeah. makes no sense because it's, it's, it's not a, a hole, ball, but it's not a hole. It's a ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's about the size of a donut hole. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And so, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's an interesting concept, and um, I'm sure they're probably selling scads of these things. Oh yeah. Uh, well, well, at least at least it's only ten bucks. It could be worse. It could be. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So moving well, 25 on. Twenty-five in Canada. Ah, yikes. All right, so moving <laughs> on, uh, we had uh, uh, a cool thing happen. Well, actually, Dave had a cool thing happen, uh, and uh, it had to do with a video. So, Dave, why don't you tell everybody what happened this week? Yeah, well, uh, when, I, when we briefly talked about uh, surviving the quote-unquote winter, uh, as I was kind of joking there, because we really our, our winter has been very light this year, and most people are not completely. Got some people complaining because some people want snow and you know good to go skiing, and they say I need my snow. Most people are like, good, I don't want to drive in the stuff without using the term stuff, but um, <laughs> you know they don't want to drive in it or shovel it or do anything else with it. But um, and this was not the five inches of snow we had last um, last Friday morning that dumped on us real quick. This was just a light little snow at lunch, or actually middle of the day a couple of days ago. And it our snows up to now have not really been overly impressive in terms of visual. Uh, we had a couple of, like I said, heavy snow, some things that impacted travel. But for me, when I when you get that. Hollywood like snow. It's those big hunkin' snowflakes. And it's hard enough to pick up individual like when it's a smaller snow, uh, when it gets colder. But if you get that right around or just above freezing mark, where we get a little bit more moisture and you get those big hunkin' snowflakes, then they get picked up on and even even a, a phone camera can pick it up. Um tried taking a couple pictures with just the regular photos and trying to get live photos. And it's just, it wasn't exactly picking up what I was seeing visually. But I also remember from a year or so ago that slow motion picks up the snow a lot better, not just because it slows it down, but the video seems to be a little bit better with picking it up. So I took a slow motion 
on on my phone. Uh, like I said, it was just mid morning, taking our coffee break, walking outside, getting some fresh air, and I thought it turned out pretty good. Um, I was trying to be careful, and this is something that if you do slow motion video, you can easily get. You realize that oh, I only took. I only held the you know the shutter down to actually do the video for ten seconds, but because it's slow motion, and let's say you do the two forty frames, all of a sudden that's a minute long video, <laughs> and a minute long video of snow slowly gently coming down, um, may be something that's nice and relaxing. But if you're going to post it and try to say, "Hey, look what happened," people are going to last around ten seconds and say, "That's nice. I've seen snow before." And move on. So when I did the editing, I cut it down to probably three seconds of actual footage, but the video came out to around 15 seconds. And I used actually the built-in, since with iOS 13, we can edit video like we can photos. I did a little boosting of the colors and tried to deal with the, over, the extreme overcast sky where the sky was basically white and kind of washed out. So did some adjustments that way. And because of this, um, me trying when I, because I different people I know on different platforms. So when I tried to post photos, I do it on Instagram. I do it on Facebook and I do it on Twitter. Um, so I hit all three and all of a sudden I noticed, Oh, a few people liking the tweet on um on twitter and then all of a sudden i see a reply from this one group weather nation saying hey great shot can we can we have your permission to use this on air and online i'm like okay that'd be cool yeah then i get a second one from the weather channel Hmm. hey this is so and so from the weather channel did you shoot this video if so can we use it as a feature i'm like yeah sure that'd be great yeah and then i get a third one Hey, this is so-and-so from another place. Awesome video. Can we share it across our platform and credit it to you? I said, yeah, that'd be great. So I'm like, wow. I mean, and then the weirdest part I get from iNigeria official. (laughs) Saying this is a beautiful slow motion video. Wow. And it's the official community of iPhone users in Nigeria. Really? Yes. They don't want you to do some <laughs> big transaction now, do they? I, 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 no, no. It was just a nice little <laughs> high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was kind of like, okay, um, it's one of those things where I don't want to say it went viral because it wasn't one of these ones that gets like hundreds of likes and, you know, millions of views. It, it's got 600 views, for, which for me is our... I think it was up to like 607 views, which is like uh, 600 more views than I normally get when I post stuff <laughs> for video. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's it, for me, this is like, OK, um, it was a good I liked the video. I thought it was a nice looking video. Um, I honestly, if I would have came across, it, it would be like, oh, that's a nice video and just kind of scrolled on. And I just used the hashtag, hashtag snow, hashtag slow motion, and hashtag shot on iPhone, and that's it. Oh. 
And it's just one of those things that, for whatever reason, caught fire. And the weird thing is, I posted one, another one earlier today because we had snow for two days this week, which for this year is a big deal, which I know next year we're probably going to get slammed and, you know, get four or five times as much snow. Yeah. The one from today, I kind of like better. Because, it was, again, it was slow motion um, where there's a lot more snow. Um, the colors look as good. And I did a little bit of a pan when I first started. So to me, it was a much more interesting shot visually, and it just filled it better, and it looked a lot more interesting. And for that one, it has 19 views. Right. Versus 600 and some. So it's one of those weird things. It's really hard to know what will catch on. Um, that's one of the reasons why if I have a decent shot – um, or something that I find somewhat interesting, I'll tweet it out and I'll post it on Instagram because you don't know what. And of course, you know, I don't obviously <laughs> uh, shoot to either make money off of it or get fame. I, I shoot and share because I like it and I see something interesting I like to share with people. Right. But it's also a matter of you don't know what catches people fancy. Right. Or we'll get someone's attention. So that's why that's one of the things I really like about the iPhone is like, oh, I see something and oh, it's something unique. Oh, I have something on, on me that I, not only can I shoot, edit and post, but I can do it pretty quick and easy. Yeah. And yeah, it was just one of those weird things. All of a sudden it's like all of a sudden, bam. Oh, you like it? Wow. OK. Yeah. Uh, Weather Channel. Yeah, I've heard of you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's for, that's pretty cool. I think uh, you know, yeah. especially weather related. If the Weather Channel picks it up, you know that's that's pretty cool. I I think um, you know not a lot of people can say, oh yeah, I was featured on the uh, on the Weather Channel, whether mm -hmm. it's Instagram or even if it's on their app or whatever. Did it that's was good. it only on Instagram that the Weather Channel had that? Uh, actually, it was on Twitter. That's the oh, on Twitter. Thing. On in, yeah, yeah. All the okay. all the everything that happened happened on Twitter. Wow. On Instagram, yeah. In like I said, I, I post in both places because I know there's some people I know that follow me on Twitter and some people I interact with on Instagram. So it's different things, and that was like I said, that is truly the weirdest thing is that it's it. I I I actually posted it on Instagram first. Copy. So I copied the uh, caption I put on and did this straight paste in the Twitter. So it's the exact same thing. Yeah. But in looking at it right now, I have 41 views on Instagram versus 600, 600 and some on Twitter. Yeah. So it's, it's just one of those things. It's like I really have no idea, you know, why one thing took off versus of another. It's it's hard to say. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's strange, but it's pretty cool. Oh yeah, it is cool. It is. I, I remember the early days of Instagram when there was the popular page and everybody tried to be on the popular page and all that. But you know, I I realize as I get older, you know, it's not necessarily um, worth trying to 
put your time and effort into doing it. But I know you weren't doing anything other than posting it. And I think it's more rewarding when you're able to, you know, get a lot of views in that instance than trying to waste your time putting, you know, trying to get on a popular page or, or um, trying to, you know, go viral, um, which I see a lot of the young people trying to do. They want to be influencers and they want to, they, they want to have their stuff seen and it's like, okay, great. But then what, you know? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, not only that, well, I think I you did. A, the, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Greg. I was going to say, I, I think you did the right thing by keeping their hashtags down to, yes. uh, you know, a minimum, you know, three. Yeah. Um, I saw a tweet by William Shatner, who he's very active on Twitter. And he said, um, he was talking with somebody about something about, um, I, I don't know if it was going viral or what it was, but he said that Twitter really. Only sees the you know picks two hashtags, so no. if you just put two hashtags, you have better better um, uh, exposure or whatever you want to call it on on Twitter. Whereas with Instagram, I think the more the better. But um, but yeah, so keeping your hashtags down to two or down to three, that may have had something to do with it. I don't know, but um, you know, in, in any case, congrats. I mean, that's that's awesome that you you got picked up by those people. Very cool. Yes. Yeah. Well, I also, like I said, one thing I wanted to follow up is I see some people who put out a tweet or a post more in, more, more in the tweet side, and it goes crazy. And you know, all of a sudden it has, you know, a thousand likes, two, three hundred yeah. shares. And then right underneath it, you're like, oh, and by the way, um, if you like what I did there, please subscribe to me on Patreon or check out my other stuff on this. And of course, that has like a tenth right. uh, yeah. of the things like, yeah. hey, I posted something because I thought it would be neat, interesting, topical, whatever. And oh, I had no idea it was going to take off. By the way, um, I do all this other stuff and this kind of pays the bills. Can you look at this too? No one looks at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, cool. Well, congratulations on that, and yeah, thanks, I man. think that's uh, that's a a fun thing to see. And you know, who knows? You know, we may get more stories from different people or for from some of us. Oh, wait, I don't post anything. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> you're just too busy, Joe. You're just too busy. Uh, I know, right? It's it's kind of terrible, but I just I I think I'm I'm so anti-posting things that it just kind of it irks me that i'm irked about it you know <laughs> it's a vicious cycle pray for me all right um let's go let's go ahead and move on to our post pick of the week All right, we have just completed our uh, street sign using the Visionist app, and I'm going to go ahead and call it. Uh, we are going to pick an image by Jeff Feeney. It's uh, one he did. It's in Florence, and it says uh, Trattoria. Nella on the sign 
and uh, it's pretty cool. It looks like an alleyway uh, with some. Uh, uh, it looks like a, a bars or restaurants and neon signs and buildings. It's a pretty good, uh, pretty good little image here. Uh, cobblestone streets and all that. So um, I like the colors. I like the use of the app. And uh, it, to me, it was eye-catching. What are you guys' thoughts? Let's start with you, Dave. Yeah, I mean, I like the fact that the filter, the back, the the further back part um, had a kind of a solid bluish look to it, mm-hmm. while up close did give you a lot more color. Yeah. So it did give you like a little depth and a little bit, not necessarily texturing, but it, it made the image it didn't flatten out the image Yeah, where it has a little thing. Plus the fact that the alleyway kind of going off and then off on the side. Yeah. Instead of just being a a straight alley, you know, having something that is a a little crooked, a little bendy makes it a little more interesting. Yeah. What are your thoughts, uh, Greg? Yeah. Yeah. To echo Dave there. I mean, it, it really, it leads your eye down the alleyway and around the bend, you know, off to, to where you can't see where it goes. And um, uh, Jeff's use of the app is really cool. This app has so many different things you can do with it. And I think uh, with what he's done here, I mean, it looks it looks like a painting. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's colorful. Uh, it looks like it was the photo was taken taken maybe early evening, you know. So th- there's some lights on and whatnot. Um, yeah, just a, a real cool, and it's a vertical orientation too. So um, I think that's important to state because the the buildings, it the the alleyway looks like it's um, you know maybe about eight feet across at best, and maybe not even that. But uh, it just reminds me of a time when I was in Boston and I was in. Um, the Beacon Hill area where Cheers, uh, the, the bar is. Yeah. And some of the old buildings that were there, I mean, these places pr- were probably three, 400 years old. And, you know, the, the streets were really narrow like that, just made of uh, almost like cobblestone. And it just takes me right back to that that moment. And, and it was just so cool to see and so cool to be part of. And, uh, and, and this, I mean, this is probably even older than that being in, in Italy. So it's, it's really cool. It's a really good image. Yeah, very cool. Well, congratulations, Jeff. You are our Post Pick of the Week winner. If you'd like to be chosen as Post Pick of the Week, you have two choices. You can do what Jeff did and go on our Facebook group to, and, use, and look for the, um, the posted uh, announcement uh, where we will post our weekly photo challenge. And you have two weeks to participate. Go in there, take a look, um, you know, plan, plan it out, and you can be chosen. The other way is to go onto Instagram and use the hashtag TinyShutter. And in the off week that we don't choose, um, we go through our Instagram feed and look for uh, pretty cool images. And there's a lot in there. So two choices. All right. Well, uh, we need to choose a new uh, challenge and uh dave what was uh what were the two choices that you put up well i was thinking single tint or single color 
So single color sounds like a, a monochrome. Not well because monochrome monochrome doesn't have to be black black and white. It could be one right. color, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So some uh, my my thought was either something or you know, I know with there are certain apps where you can just make like put like an orange. I hate to say orange, like an orange tint or. Um, where everything's like a, a shade of orange, Should either we, naturally or by using an app to, to to put that on top. Should we uh, should we uh, say right away not to do selective coloring? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. No selective co- coloring, please. <laughs> I, I think uh, tint would be good. Okay. Yeah, I think I, I just. It would be a little bit of a challenge, but it shouldn't be that horrific. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, well, I know sometimes we do do challenges which really stretch people. Yeah. Um, but it, like I said, remember there are – and there are free apps available, so it's nothing you have to put out with money-wise that you can actually go in and take a normal shot that's a normal color shot and make it like – an orange tint or a blue tint or a red tint and just make the whole thing that kind of shade different shades of the same color too. Yeah. Okay. So single tint. Um, yeah. No, uh, right, no, so- no selective coloring, please. <laughs> yeah. Joe, can you just explain just to make sure what do you mean by selective coloring? So selective color meaning changing your image to a grayscale, black and white, and then um, allowing the color of let's say a lot of the the big thing back mm. probably about ten fifteen years ago was to have a black and white photo with like a rose that was red, and yes. and we called okay. that selective okay. coloring. Um, okay. It was it was neat at the time, but then became sort of one of those. Um, almost laughed at type things like what HDR was in the beginning. Now HDR has taken on a new beast of its own. Um, it was a gimmick. Uh, and, you know, especially with uh, photographers that were uh, trying to be trendy. So, yeah, it, it, it depends. There's, there's a time and place for selective coloring, but for the most part, it, it, it was overdone years ago to where it left a kind of bad taste in photographers mouths. <laughs> gotcha. No, because we did that a couple times when we, and this was, oh, I don't know how many, forget how many years ago when we did our uh, niece's wedding. Yeah. Where like the bouquet we left colored and yes. everything else was black and white. Yeah. Yeah. It but can yeah, be I, done. I can see where it could be easily gimmicked way right. too much. It's it's one of those things that it, it can be done tastefully, um, but it's like less is more. Uh, some people went off the deep end and did it a lot, and that can be, um, you know, that that it it kind of became one of those things where you saw it, you're like, oh, instantly the eyes in your head started to roll backwards, um, and uh, you know that's not a good thing, especially if you're. Uh, trying to pay attention um <laughs> so all right so uh tint a color tint or or something like that uh would be uh would be good 
Okay, cool. Well, uh, I think we should go ahead and skip the next thing and go ahead and, uh, or uh, skip that last thing and go ahead and end the show because I think we're running a little long. So, uh, sounds good. Let's, let me go ahead and play this. Oh, no, 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 not that. Uh, Wrong button. Here it is. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Barely. All right. <laughs> let's go around the room tell everybody where they can find you let's start with you dave okay you can find me on twitter instagram um uh let's see here i'm not those are where i'm probably most um active uh as prof pod in the facebook group is dave podner awesome greg okay you can find me on instagram at mcmillan photo on Twitter, McMillan underscore photo, uh, and uh, over at the Artful Eye Photography community at uh, artfulipc.club. And I am going to be recording my, my next uh, interview with somebody who we know near and dear to our hearts, Mr. Mark Sadowski. Woohoo! Ooh. Yeah, so that that should be a good one. Uh, that should be fun. Your behavior and, is completely um, inappropriate. Ten- <laughs> <laughs> and so, you're fired. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he he won't be able to fire me on this one. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's going to be fun. Um, uh, tentatively tomorrow night, and uh, if not tomorrow night, sometime over the weekend, I'm sure we'll we'll get together and and record that, and and you can look for that probably later this weekend or, or early next week. Very cool. And those are available at artfulipc.com. Awesome. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and uh, Day Flash by going to uh, looking for at Joseph Ferreira. You can find links to our show notes, to our Facebook page, to our Patreon, to everything else by going to tinyshutter.com. All right, gentlemen. Good show. Uh, yes, we made it. Yeah, we made it. Yeah. Uh, why don't you guys say good night to everybody? Okay, good night, everyone. Have a great week. And we'll see you next week. We'll see you in two weeks. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave us a review and a five-star rating. See you next week. Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Kowalski, what's our trajectory? 95% certain this will end in massive, flaming disaster. And the other 5%? Irrelevant, sir. There is always a man at a wedding who is not in any photograph, who can go anywhere. He can carry an equipment bag around with him if he likes, and you never even see his face. Ah, the photographer. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, may I have a look at your camera? Brilliant, ruthless, and almost certainly a monomaniac. Though, in fairness, his photographs are actually quite good. Watch your language, young fella. This is a public market.